As a black family building generational wealth, navigating life, and attaining our goals, we felt compelled to share our story. Our main goal is to aid black women and women of color in integrating their passions and lifestyles to define their grind on their own terms. Though we are a part of the same family, we don't always have the same opinions. With that said, let's jump right on in. What's up, guys? It is your coach, your favorite coach, Coach Dub. Hey, y'all. It's your social media strategist and host, Nora Blake-Smith. Hey, guys. It's Xavier Chanel bringing you all things fashion and style. And then it's Lexi, all things entrepreneurship. And, and we, we are, are the Danley Grind. Grind. The podcast. Hey. Okay, guys. So what's going on with y'all this week? Hey, y'all. It has been a very, 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 very eventful week. Very. What I want to know is... It just dawned on me that we are halfway through the year. We're now in June. We're at the halfway point. Um, And I know at the beginning of the year, we all wrote down our our goals for the year. And so I always like to do like a little halfway mark. Mark, yeah. Mm -hmm. So have you guys, right, have you guys like looked back at what you wrote down and have you accomplished any of your goals? You go. You go because not only not only is it halfway through the year, but it's almost her birthday in a couple of weeks. So she's about to hit the big three. Oh, okay. So Lex, how about you tell us? Did you hit any of your goals that you envisioned for yourself before you wanted to like before you turned thirty? And then definitely hit my goals before thirty. Okay, but I don't know if I've hit the goals for this year yet. No, but but Mm -hmm. but have you worked toward them? Like have you? Done things. So the crazy thing about quarantine is that the goals that I had at the beginning of the year, they got shifted. Okay. So quarantine like brought out like a re-evaluation of like what I really want out of life and what mm-hmm. my focus is. So some of the goals that I had at the beginning of the year have really kind of been tabled for the new goals that quarantine has brought out of me. So got like the, you. the different like um, businesses that I wanted to start and things like that. So I've made progress in those ends, but not necessarily the goals that I set at the beginning of the year. Which mm. is which is I think it's has okay. been better. Yeah, yeah, to kind of like readjust and reevaluate. Yeah, but in terms of yeah, before thirty, I've definitely hit. I think everything that I've wanted to do. But then again, the crazy thing is as time went on. And every year, those goals would change. Mm. So maybe at some point, I would have said, oh, by 30, I want to be married or have kids or whatever. Um, and that's just not the goal anymore. And but, I... Oh, go but, ahead. Yeah, but I'm saying but the things that I have, I think, have been consistent in terms of my growth as a person and what I've wanted to accomplish on my own, too. I think I've been able to do those things. Yeah, I was going to say to your point about just your goals changing, I feel like people don't talk enough about how sometimes when you do write goals down as you work to to accomplish them along the way you might realize wait maybe this isn't really what I wanted and Mm -hmm. then your goal shifts but I don't even think you get to that point until you write out an initial list of goals and Mm -hmm. then realize oh you know what actually I might want to do this and it pivots you yeah and it pivots you but I think that 
it is still important to have a sort of idea of what you want because then it could lead you to what you need and mm-hmm. you might have not even known that. Yeah, that's so, so true. Like just seeing it out or writing it out, mm-hmm. like you said, it kind of puts things in a forward momentum right. to just get you moving. And as right. you take each step, then you kind of figure out, oh, maybe I need to turn right here or exactly. left here. But you wouldn't do, be able to know that unless you had some type Started, of roadmap. Right, and that happened with us. Mm-hmm. Even with the daily grind, we thought we wanted to do one thing and now we're recording podcasts. Yeah. So. You know, things just kind of come full circle. But Nina, how about you? Well, you guys kind of just took what I was going to say. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's because we're all cousins. We, we're in alignment. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, Heike, that's what I was going to say. When, um, when Lexi was talking, um, and I think for me more... Oh, thanks. Um, personally, for me, like, even with me saying, like, oh, like, you know, I'm Coach Dub, X, Y, and Z. Um, I did like a lot more like pausing, especially because of quarantine mm-hmm. and like praise God that like I just have the ability to be home. So like even the different things I have to pay for, it's like it's yeah. not too bad. But I realized I was like um, running after money, like at the core of what I was doing instead of like an even. Well, yes, yeah, so, like I was running after money in a way um, because of the different goals that I did have set. And as a result, I was still kind of making it in my mind seem as though like well no like this is still wrapped up in what my ultimate purpose is Mm -hmm. so like no this is supposed to make sense like this is what I'm supposed to do um but especially because of quarantine it kind of uprooted a lot for me and I started realizing more and more because this question kept popping up for me like you know if you could do anything in the world what would you do if you could do anything what would you do and then I kept saying excuse me I kept saying to myself well like I am doing like what I want to do like Mm -hmm. I'm doing coaching or like I would do an entrepreneurship da 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 But then just through a lot of like prayer and contemplation, I just realized I was like, well, no, you're trying to fight to do something because it makes sense and that you can map this thing out um, on your own, but you're not really including God in it. And I really wasn't being true to really what it is that I wanted to do in the depths of my soul. So I'll say um, my initial goals of like getting more, you know, in tune with myself, being more, you know, in alignment with God, that has happened. Mm -hmm. But all the other material stuff I was working towards but then along the way God was showing me like as it unraveled kind of like you were saying like is this something that I really want um and I started realizing I'm like man like especially when it came to like coaching especially individually um doing a few things here and there I was like I actually don't want to do this Mm -hmm. I'm like I love the aspect of teaching people and workshop type stuff and writing I was like but then having to actually like be with the client one-on-one every single day okay now I have to have make sure this client stuff is together have the written out I was like I don't I'm like "Uh -uh." uh-uh that wasn't for you exactly but like you were saying, Blake, and like you were saying too, Lexi, um, had I not written it down to then start making the movement towards it, I wouldn't have been able to try it to not, then yeah. know that I don't like that and that I don't want to do it. So I'll say I have accomplished the first part of like clarity and being more honest with myself. And then... Um, just reading this book called The Seven um, Spiritual Laws of Success. Mm -hmm. And I've really been tapping into like the first law, which is like pure potentiality, where it's just like the infinite possibilities of anything happening Mm -hmm. in the world and being honest with myself to say like, literally, you know, you hear little, like you say this to little kids all the time, you can do anything that you ever want to do in the world. But there's so many possibilities. Exactly, but believing it now. So Mm -hmm. I'll say that's been my accomplishment in the first three, I mean, first six six months. I was going to ask you too something popped for me when you were talking about how you said a lot of it seemed like it was connected to maybe money how is that has that shifted for you 
or is it just been now that you found more alignment you found ways to be able to make it prosperous or financially beneficial so i think before i was i was trying to get ahead of myself like and that's something that my mom has always told me she'd be like nina slow down slow down like you're always like moving so fast um and she always played a song by any ivory slow down <laughs> and so for me it wasn't that i don't i don't still want to make money but i think now it's more of a in a sustainable way you know what i mean like beforehand it was like and y'all even know too because you guys like were attested to to my go hardness and that's still there but it was a lot of like like i gotta grind i gotta do this down the third like it has to be exactly whereas because i kept thinking about the fact that okay i have a certain dollar amount in mind Mm -hmm. but then when i was looking at like you know doing my own work and then helping other people i was like okay well how do i want my life to feel like what do i want my day-to-day to feel like I wasn't manifesting that thing. So, like, for me, I'm like, I want to be able to, to, to be, like, creative. I want to wake up in the morning and then automatically put my hands on something to create. So, mm-hmm. whether that be writing, like, whether, like, just in different ways, I was like, the the thing that was making me most happy, like, when I was pointing back to, like, man, like, what is it that, like, just really sets my soul on fire? I was like, oh, when I'm creating stuff. But because I was in my mind of really, like, looking at what other people were doing too because just being honest when you have social media and then when you're also seeing other people who are your peers who are also yeah, 23 i'm sure everyone can agree with yeah that. it's like you're like dang like you already got your own apartment like i want to be on my own too so like you got your own thing goal again. exactly so i kept getting to like i want to make this money so that i can i can do my thing i can just be financially stable and whatever else but in the process of me doing that i was high key acting as though I was incorporating God in it but really the entire time leaving God out Mm -hmm. and then it was kind of like dang like I had to sit down and like just make like take an assessment just kind of like take inventory of what was happening and realizing I was like yo I really don't want to do this like this doesn't feel good to me so the money is still in mind like I'm still like God like you still know what I have that I want to do but now God was showing me more of a sustainable way for me to do it while I still like okay of course you're still gonna have to work hard you still have to work your behind but it's off more in alignment but yeah but now it's like oh this isn't by this isn't gonna be kind of like the bible says you know not by might not by power but by my spirit mm-hmm. so now I feel like oh this is really gonna be by God mm-hmm. like this is gonna be through the Holy Spirit doing this thing whereas before it was okay Nina can write down step one two three four and five I can do all this type of stuff and then I can see how it can roll out mm-hmm. whereas now it's like okay God you said do this and you're saying that this is what it's gonna come out as even though I don't see the in between but this brings more peace like yeah, this makes true. the most sense so that's I love cool. that yep and I feel like that's kind of what you've been experiencing in a way too mm-hmm. linked I love that Nina um I think that I would say for me, the things that I, I actually, my goals that I wrote, I think I'm actually accomplishing them. And some of the things included, like, I think finding more so of, uh, how do I say it? Um, How would I say? I think I'm kind of finding more of my purpose in mm-hmm. my field, right? Before, I thought that I only wanted to just do hosting, which I still love hosting and I still love entertaining people. But I now realize that I can do that and so much more. And I think, 
you know, I went to school for broadcast journalism and I have a degree in public relations, but I never really envisioned myself utilizing those that that mm-hmm. degree much and now as I'm moving forward and I'm helping people with their social media and I have clients and I'm like I never even envisioned myself as a person who would even have clients and who would be doing things like that and having workshops and talking with people and the fact that it's happening and I wrote these things down um, it's just crazy to me and something that I was talking with like to Lexi about is just the importance of really scripting and writing down the things that you want out of life and even me a month ago a month ago a month ago today for all like for all intents and purposes right a month ago today I wrote down in my journal and I was saying one of the ways that I was going to make a certain amount of money that I wanted to make was by doing speaking engagements and I didn't know when that was going to happen. And literally a month to to that day, I got an email from a lady saying that they're doing a workshop for digital they when they need train for digital marketing and they mm-hmm. need trainers and consultants and whatever and so I sent her my stuff and she was like okay great like you know what are the workshops you offer what are the prices and everything and I'm just like what the heck like that's so crazy and the funny thing is is a year ago I had created a booking link on my Instagram with like different services that I offer and one of them was for um, speaking engagements and I had wrote all these lists of services that I hadn't even offered before that I hadn't even done before and I put a price to it and I said you know what when the time does come that It'll people happen. want right mm-hmm. this is what it's going to be up. and so when she emailed me and I was thinking like what should I charge what should I say my prices then I remembered a year ago I had put that booking button on there before I even knew had that had right. this opportunity and mm-hmm. so I was like God that's the answer like mm-hmm. I will charge this because at that moment then you gave me that price and so this has to be the price Mm -hmm. And so just to to the point of that, and then another goal that I wanted to say was I kind of wanted, I knew that I had have a social responsibility. And I'd always said, you know, I wanted to get back to Anacostia. I want to do something for my city. And we all know right now the climate of the entire country is just pretty much, we're, we're in a revolution in terms of justice for black people and the Black Lives Matter movement and us being from DC, we're surrounded by so many young people who are out there every day, like fighting for our rights. And I would say for me- It's so crazy too, cause like we went to one of the marches yesterday. Yeah. And on the way we saw at least like 10 people that, that we, we knew. knew. It's crazy. And I was saying that was one of my goals is to, to give back to my city. And so the fact that, you know, we're out there and I'm able to help Concerned Citizens, which is an organization that I work with and with their media and their social media and just finding my place in it all and finding my voice in it all. So with that said, um, how how are you guys feeling just about the Black Lives Matter movement and your contributions in it and what you feel like will come of it? I think it's interesting just kind of segueing in terms of what we've talking about. Um, and finding what aligns with you. And I think one thing that this has brought about, especially with everyone being upset about certain celebrities not speaking out during mm. this time, is that what is your voice? What is the role that you have to play that you feel like is right. valuable? Um, I had a friend tell me the other day that um, one of his friends was thinking about going out to the march, and he wasn't necessarily discouraging him from doing it, but his friend is um, going to be a doctor, and he was saying, you know, this was when, like, everything was really, like, 
there were the president was doing a lot of stuff and it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily as safe as some of the marches have been like right. at the beginning of it so anything could have happened and so he was kind of saying not that don't go but just be mindful that maybe the purpose you play in being a black doctor and helping people it could be a long-term strategy than maybe this momentary instance of like wanting to just be out in the protest that could possibly harm you so it's ways to really think about it as a bigger picture mm-hmm. um in terms of like your own personal purpose and how you can use that in an everyday way to affect the lives of black people um and anybody that you want to touch right agree I think for me, well, I think for me, it's just been really eye-opening because initially, like Lexi said, when the protests were starting to happen and it was kind of getting out of control because of the um, stipulations the government had put in place, I was just like, well, is it a good idea to actually kind of go out there right now and, you know, kind of be a part of it? Um, And so for me, it kind of had me thinking like other ways in which, you know, I could be be active but not necessarily be out in the actual um protest um and so i was just looking at things online and just kind of seeing the other avenues in which i could get involved like with donating money um just different causes and and different um allies that i saw we had and kind of like figuring out for myself like you know okay i don't necessarily have to be out in the crowd to, to help make change to help make a difference although we did end up going to the protest which i'm really thankful for and that we got out there to do that but like like you said like you don't have to necessarily be in on the front, right, on front, the front lines to help make a difference and be a part of the change right um hey guys so for me um when everything first began i kind of like just was talking to some of my friends about it um friends from school kind of all of us were just upset um kind of just having grievances about having done this before having been out before um just different conversations that we had had prior to and then just just it was just a conglomerate of um a lot of different emotions and so for me i will say in the beginning i was i was definitely upset and i was upset with what was taking place um but i was also not minding my business in that i was upset at you know other people's actions or lack thereof um and so then for me it was like a time where i had to once again like go to god and be reminded like you know, kind of like Lexi was saying, all you can do is what you can do. Um, and for me, it was reminding myself that although there are so many different ways that you can participate, like we've all been saying, um, I was like, how can I how can I do my part in, in organizing? How can I do my part in taking the education that I learned in, you know, from my degree and right. then all four years, you know, just being at Spelman mm-hmm. um, and being in NAACP and all this other stuff, like, how am I going to take this stuff in now that I'm not, um, now that the resources aren't just readily there, readily available like they were before? Because in the beginning, it's like, you're at school, every like, all the resources are there. You just have to grab your people together and just go. Yeah, you're surrounded by black people everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so then it was kind of like, well, how do I create that same that same thing that I was used to um, here now that I'm somewhat, not even somewhat, now that I'm detached from that. And so for me, like the way I got into everything was um, me and like 
15 or 14 rather other women came together and were like hey we're going to create our own grassroots organization mm-hmm. um and we're called frontline women dc um because all of us are dc natives and we decided to come together gather supplies um and just different funding to help not only support um those dc protesters who are on the front lines but even some of us in our own in our own organization who do the frontline work but then also just are there on the back end to help with the arrest and the bailouts and everything else are the ins and outs of the protesting and then also helping with like legislation as well so um for me right now it's just been an emotional roller coaster but just remembering at the core of it like no matter what like what is the what is the mission of it all like Mm -hmm. what is not just the mission of an organization but for me like what is my own individual um personalized mission um not only for like the black lives matter movement but for just black people itself and for why I am here on this earth and for me I'm like as long as I can keep tapping into that thing which is just making sure that everyone really gets to experience love and for me love isn't just you know patience kindness all the other good stuff that we know about in the bible but for me it's also just this sense of peace and most importantly liberation and freedom I'm like you know what let me focus on that and and not focus on the other grievances that may be there of me worrying about other people when I shouldn't be mm-hmm. so to those points um you know we've had protests in the past we've all been angry before how do we get this to stick how do we how can we inspire other people to to take actions that are long lasting that don't just fizzle out Mm -hmm. that's not just cool for the moment and because you know you're out there protesting but how how can we make this a long-term thing i think Um, go ahead okay thanks um I think it starts at the local level and it literally starts with door knocking, asking for us in D.C. Like we have four quadrants. So literally gathering people and saying, listen, you go, we're going to map out each quadrant in the city. If you're in Northeast, okay, this is the Northeast team. We taking over Northeast and we're going to map down like kind of what we used to do with um, Miss Pat with the tracks back Mm -hmm. then. And we used to go up and down. Um, That's what we were talking about, going door to door and saying, hey, what are you all's current needs? Like in this moment, what are your current needs? And then also taking note of what the long term needs are and then gather people together and say, well, what can we do right now? And then once that first, you know, round of stuff has been, you know, accomplished to the best of the ability, then follow up again. I think for anything that we do before it can can become international change, it starts at the local level. If the if the people that are right around you, right next door to you aren't good, then how can we really I mean, you can worry about the entire world, but you got to make sure that people, you know, your next door neighbor are good. So I would say that the way that audience for you, like you said, not going to is like, are you talking to black people, white people? Like, what are you? Well, of course, for me in this moment, I'm talking about black folk um, because this is, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. I am talking about black people. um, And that's the priority right now, especially being that we know like D.C. is like the number one city that's being gentrified right now. So it's really making sure that the voices of the natives of you know, black voices are heard, are still there um, and are able to be prioritized. So I would say, depending on whatever city that you're in, um, start locally. Yeah, start at the local level and just handle some of those things. Like I know, even when we talk about like 
you see people like you were kind of saying about earlier um just still seeing homeless people on the street here and there like that is a thing that you can combat to keep this thing going to keep this thing moving right to make sure that it's not just the big actions that are taking place but that if you like we were saying before if you don't feel too comfortable getting on the front lines or protesting because there are going to still be people who are out there even though the majority of the crowd may not still be there there's still going to be people who are out there probably until trump is out of office just being honest but if you are comfortable with that, then it's like, how can you hit it up on the local level, something that's practical? And and that's something up. that aligns with, with who you are yeah. as a person and where you feel the most fulfilled when you help. Because some people might not feel the same passion as they as they may feel if they're handing out if they're if they're aiding with the medical aspect of it all. You know, you mm-hmm. might feel more more purpose in that than you do marching through the streets of DC and that's just what it is and so I also just with that I think that you have to find what aligns with you when you're deciding how you want to help. Yeah like take your own mm-hmm. talents right. and right. use and them for use activism. Them for what you I don't exactly. know is this I'm probably making this up I think it's a Martin Luther King quote that I'm about to paraphrase but it's something to the effect of like he's talking about no matter who you are on the spectrum, like whether you're a janitor or whatever you are, like do whatever your thing is to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, And I think that just translates to this specifically. And it kind of goes back to pivoting too. like this, the, all the protests and everything laid out the groundwork for, you know, this whole movement. And now individually we'll find ways to pivot, you know, that serve us to continue to push the Mm -hmm. momentum forward. And so I would really kind of just challenge you to kind of dig deep and figure out what that is for you and what that looks like and to to kind of make sure like nina said as she was talking about her journey as she's developing her coaching and how she was looking at other people for advice and how after she kind of switched that mindset she was able to get clarity i would suggest the same thing here like there's so many different voices that are just loud right now saying you should do this you should give money here right. you should be a part mm-hmm. of this for sure. but how can you stop kind of silence those voices and really get in tune with what you feel called to do for our and people? that can be sustained too because I mean granted protests are great but how sustainable are they Mm -hmm. right the Mm -hmm. real help is going to be what happens after the protest what happens when you're not on on the streets so okay just pivoting a little bit because you know we're all from here and we all know that the mayor Muriel Browser just renamed that street in front of the White House Black Lives Matter Plaza and while it did get worldwide attention Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who feel like who who feel like she just slapped that on the street and it was just kind of like okay yeah you're saying this but you just funded the police even more money yeah you're doing this for recognition and so it's like okay yeah it's nice and my friend Ty he likes to call it um performative activism yeah he's called it sexy activism just like it looks good it's real sexy like that you're putting that out there Mm. you know you knew it was gonna go viral but at the end of the day you know it's the policies that we need change so how do you all feel about that I mean I think it's just that it's performative activism I mean it's good it looks good Mm. and if your stance it would be good if like we were saying before what your talents are like if if you were an artist like and cool. you did yeah, that you, you did, did it, that, but as like, the mayor but like you're the but mayor. if that's not what you're you just gave is, her, right. you just funded MPD yeah. more yeah. money yeah right and there's so many policies that need to be changed and mm-hmm. so I think that just even with protesting and with trying to get involved you really do the research on 
mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. understanding yeah. what the policies actually are right. who are putting these policies into place and mm-hmm. then what can you do to get those things changed and just remembering how important voting is mm-hmm. and knowing that like you know you know a lot of times people just focus on like the president and yeah. don't even care about exactly. all the, the other local, local, local right but yeah. that is really what affects what was that exactly. week of all of this right, exactly. right. This, that affects this whole week it was exactly. a voting it was local voting and um not that the, everything that happened was a distraction, but I hope that people still were focused enough to to say that this is, you know, the protests are great, but the voting is where I need to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I think it's definitely a both and. You yeah. know, I think everything is needed. Yeah. I don't think that there's just one thing that works. Um, I think all of it's needed, just as much as we need, to be honest. I mean, I think that the rioting has worked because in this past oh, yeah. week, we've seen a whole lot of changing. So I think that not only is it just, okay, we're going to protest for a little bit. I think let, let's keep doing it. When mm-hmm. we're talking about what was happening in the civil rights summits, you know, 60 years ago, folks have been they protesting, boycotting for mm-hmm. more than 100 stop. days. Yeah. So I'm saying I think that it's, it's a complex point. But I yeah, think, I think, and I think everything we, has to come together. I think we are, like everyone's been saying, this is the beginning of a new revolution. Um, and when we were out on the streets yesterday, you know, the the energy of D.C. was a little bit different as it started to get into the evening. Totally different than it was at the beginning of the week where I think people were angry and people were mad. And I think yesterday you saw a lot more smiles. You saw people a were lot just more happy people to be out having together. fun. Yeah. And so with that, you know, in D.C., at least we know with Mochella going on and people having fun and dancing. And it's just kind of like, do you feel all of that is a distraction from the point or do you think that the city needed it? And personally, I really do think that the city needed it, not for it to be anything that like we're dismissing what the actual mission is. And we are kind of making it something, making light of it. A lot mm-hmm. of people felt. Because we got an really argument do, about this with we, some guys that were yeah, protesting I've, yesterday. Yeah, I really do feel like it's something that I think just when you combine the mm-hmm. fact that we were, well, we are in a pandemic, and so we've all been cooped up in our houses, and then the anger and rage that comes with police brutality uh, within the African American community and all the injustices that we face is you have people who just needed to to release, relax release. and just just have a moment where we can be with our people, and I think that also just goes uh, to play or it just adds. That's the point that black people we're always going to make it we're resilient we're resilient we're going to find some happiness in the darkness and i think that and that's, that's what, what makes our culture going. special and what keeps us going like like you said that's what helps us survive i think you know that's the uniqueness of black culture is that in the like you said in the midst of the darkness we're able to find some light i mean when they were on the cotton fields all of these you know negro spirituals that we have were birthed from those times or even like a lot of the sorry to cut you off no, even please. like a lot of the recipes and things that we have like that were the leftovers from our our slave master's table and we turn them into what lemonade exactly so i think you're right go ahead and so you know just as we wrap things up and we talk about finding light in the dark Mm -hmm. um what what would be those things for you on any level when you're in a dark place when maybe you're going through a rough week um what things help you feel better and help you see the light at the end of the tunnel going back to that groundiness and that individual focus so there are always i think if this is one thing this week is taught that life will come at you fast and there will always be something new for you to get wrapped up in but if you are clear about 
who you are mm-hmm. and your purpose, then the rest of that is just noise. And it doesn't mean that you won't latch on to certain things as they come and that you won't find these pivots in life that we've talked about. But constantly being every day saying, taking time out to get realigned and focus helps me in the times when things are crazy. Mm-hmm. So that I know specifically that no matter what is coming my way, I know the direction, the light that I'm following and the way in which I need to walk. Mm-hmm. So that helps when things get wild for me. Kind of line with what Lexi said and that for me was going back to my center which is the Lord Mm -hmm. and I was telling my um, boyfriend last week when everything was getting so crazy my boyfriend I don't know why y'all Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Okay, so I was saying that, that claim on my <laughs> good black man. <laughs> he ain't that good though. So. He be on the streets too. Ooh, take it back, Zayn. No, I won't. Take it back. No, she said he ain't that good though. No, I did. I said he is good though. No, I thought she said he ain't that good though. She said she knows she got a good man. Anyway, so what I was saying was, it was just so much, especially because it had just happened and the protests were just um getting really to a point where they are now and I was like it's just so much bombarded with they were getting bombarded with from social media and the news I just need to take a step back because it was starting to get overwhelming and so last week when um, Fred Hammond and Kurt Franklin did their versus um, session on Instagram live to me that was just so like I think what what we really needed in that moment, it was so therapeutic. And it just took me back to the center of, you know, even though this world seems crazy right now with going from a pandemic to now this, like Christ is really at the center of it all. And it just reminded me of that. And it kind of like ha- helped me to have that release listening to their music that we all grew up hearing and just, you know, took me back and kind of like helped me refocus and recenter to then propel me towards this weekend going out and protesting. So, right. I feel it. I think, oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, Well, no, go ahead and then I'll close this out. Okay. Um, I'll say for me, what has been the thing that's been keeping me is um, asking myself how I'm going to honor those who have passed away, who've been killed um, at the hands of, you know, police brutality. And for me, um, I've just been choosing to to live life to the fullest, to really put my hands on um, the things that make me feel alive um, and that I know um, like feel F-I-L-L feel other people and feed other people as well because I'm like at the end of the day um, the thing that we're discussing that cannot be replaced um, is a person's life um, and so I'm like well how can I go about feeding those who are still alive in a way that makes them feel sustainable that makes them feel as though that they can go on for another day so I'm yeah. like I think the way that I'm choosing to find the light in the midst mm-hmm. of this darkness um, is just honoring those with giving more people life. You know, mm. I say that. Okay. I think for me, it's just um, taking a moment just to be still and to recognize that a lot of times when bad things are going on, that usually means that something great is about to happen. And I read that in a book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, great book. And he talks about how just usually when when things are going bad and even failure, you think, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, things are just happening bad and I'm failing. Usually that means that that success is near, that you're on the brink of success. And so I think in it all, just knowing that like out of all of this, I do feel like 
some sort of positivity is going to come. And I think that always helps me feel better, just knowing that better days are ahead and just even knowing the promises that the Lord gives us in terms of knowing he always has our back and he doesn't have any plans for us to fail. And so just remembering his promises, knowing the strength that I hold within me and just remembering the people who I'm surrounded by, who who love and who, who love me and who I love just always makes me feel better. And I think even as you all go that gratefulness yeah as you all go throughout your days and uh your lives just to always like Lexi said remember to express gratitude and to say out loud or write down the things that you're grateful for because when you do do that it'll it'll be hard for for negative thoughts to to fill your mind and you'll start to see how much abundance you have Mm -hmm. in your life and I think that that will always bring you to a great place it's hard not for it to bring you to a great place because there's so many people out there who don't have anything and so just even having life and having a bed to sleep in and a phone to listen to this podcast on is just a blessing in itself so remember to just remain grateful and to have that hope uh, and knowing that everything is going to be okay and with that I think that we're gonna just going to close this one out you guys but stay strong uh, love on one another and we're all going to get through this make sure you subscribe to our podcast follow us on Instagram at the daily grind and make sure you guys are commenting, you're liking, you're engaging, engaging you're rating us, us know y'all. more of what you want to hear. And you're letting others know about and, our podcast. And, and, leave, podcast. and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, y'all, and rate. We need those ratings. Tell your friends. Share this. Tell everyone you love. We our love family, y'all. Our family, okay. Our family, your family. This is a daily, the daily grind because we're grinding and y'all are grinding. So on the count of three, I'm going to need y'all all to say the little chat with me because you know it's saying in your cars with us, y'all. Say it wherever you are. <laughs> we're, we're grinding. grinding. What, what? We're grinding. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.